is going on live from Legoland, California. Yeah, man, what is happening, guys? So far, we had a pretty wild Sunday, you know, and I'm not sure what to expect with some of these games, especially with starting with mine. I, I never thought I would see two all-star running backs such as Barkley and uh, Zeke just completely get dominated by the defense, play completely terrible, and get outscored by uh, McKissick from the, from the Lions. Um, so it's been one of those kind of days where fantasy has been wild. Yeah, I am at Legoland. Right now I'm at the hotel. We're staying for the next few days. So uh, I wish I was right now. I should have recorded it outside. You know how sometimes they do actual live uh, broadcasts from outside the ESPN zone or at some sporting event. Uh, I could have had kids walking around screaming in the background. Of course, that wouldn't really add anything to fantasy football. And there was nothing to talk about until after the games today. So looking at some of the games we have Starting with uh, Brian's and myself, we are right now 141 to 136, unless there is some point correction throughout the night while we sleep. But we both have defensive players. I had Bosa. I dropped him. I was just like, you know what? Nick Bosa is either going to have a big game, and I might regret it, but he's, you know, he, can, he can go off for 27, 24, or he can go off for one. I mean, he literally had less than one against the Rams. So it's too hard when a game is so close as Brian and I to go in there with a big play or absolute nothing guy so i went after warner the linebacker so it's gonna come down to warner or wagner uh which one one has a better performance i like wagner more because he's a better linebacker in general and also the niners uh are more both teams are run heavy but i i could see the niners if they get out to a lead with that better defense uh getting a lot of running back carries for coleman and for um Brita, which means linebackers are going to make bigger impacts for the Seahawks than it would for the Niners. Because if the Seahawks have to throw a lot, Warner won't be involved. It'll be a lot of DBs and safeties probably possibly getting the tackles. So the Sunday night game, it was great. You know, uh, Gallup, he had a 17 points. He had a touchdown. The Vikings defense did not do much. One of their worst performances of the season. But they did get that Hail Mary touchdown. Which every it, When it gets to this point, when a game is this close, every little point matters. Uh, Gallup had a great game. Mari Cooper had an incredible game, uh, 36 points. Zeke gets bottled up. His worst game of the season. Uh, Barkley and Zeke both had their absolute worst performances of the season. Barkley is lowest rushing performance. But for the Sunday night game, because I'm not going to get in a whole team review, for the Sunday night game, uh, Vikings defense, they might have not looked good for fantasy purposes, but they were really good for taking away the run and taking Zeke out, completely out of it. So that game will be decided on Monday Night Football. Hopefully it is good performances by both guys, and it could be pretty exciting coming down to the, literally the last drive. Maybe someone will make a big play. Uh, who else had a Sunday night game performance? We had, uh, let's oh, Austin and Christian. They each had someone. That one was pretty cool. As Cobb, he had his best game. I, I, let me double check. I believe that's his best game of the season. Yeah, c coming into this, he never broke 20 points. He had a 16-pointer and a 13-pointer. Christian was probably sitting back going, all right, come on, Cobb. Against Philly, one of the worst secondaries, you only, you only had two catches for 29 yards. Christian would love to have taken that four points. Only seven points against the Giants, and he goes off for 27 points on the Vikings D. That was a shock to me. You know, when I was looking at Austin's team, I thought, you know, he has no one on his bench that he can really plug in at that position as a receiver. He could have went too tight in, but no, he, and I, that's another one, Olsen. He came up, uh, 
earlier. He's been doing absolutely nothing. But in the Sunday night game, Cobb had 27 points. I would have never thought he would have outdone Diggs. Going into this game, I thought, okay, Diggs might look at against the Cowboys anywhere from 14 to 25 points. Cobb, uh, Austin might be happy with, you know, 10 points. Of course, he's happy with anything, but thinking, you know, get him double digits and he'll be okay. And he'll hope to try to keep maybe 15 to 20 point lead. And then KJ Wright will be the defender for Christian tomorrow. But it just, it didn't work out that way. There was just too many things tonight for Cobb. He just kept getting catches. The touchdown was basically the nail in the coffin. Christian's going to need KJ Wright to basically double up his season high just for him to try to have a chance to beat Austin. I would love to do a team review on this one. I'm not. I'm going to save it because Monday podcast is where we just talk about some things, big things, such as I'm not going to be just the Sunday night games. I mean, look at Patrick Mahomes. 44 points. Welcome back, Mahomes. That's what Austin had been missing. Now, in the meantime, Austin, uh, since Mahomes has gone down, I believe he went 2-1. and one. So it's not like it's been killing him. But you see how Austin, I think, I'm trying to remember the score. He was not scoring 200 points a game. But you see with Mahomes, he got 208. Can you imagine if Cooper Cup had just gone off and had, you know, his average, 24 points a game? Austin would have had over 230 points. Uh, I think the highest is 216 to this point. Dino Dan did that. But he would have had 200. And Christian, what are you going to say about his team? He's going to finish in the 180s most likely. And to have a loss, to have your five-game losing streak. Let me double-check real quick. I thought it was five-game. I know his is the longest active streak right now. Yeah, five-game winning streak. Christian started at 0-4, and he is now 5-4. And, and to if unless K.J. Wright gets – which is possible. You can't say it can't be done because in that very same matchup – let me get to it. The very same matchup. Darius Leonard, 45 points. He had a big game. He almost had a defensive touchdown, but they whistled it dead as they, the Dolphins were kind of holding him up long enough to where his progress stopped. But if it had gone on one more second, Leonard would have ran that back for a touchdown, which would have put him in the 55 or so. But so K.J. Wright could. you know, I would feel more comfortable with Bobby Wagner having a game that could duplicate Leonard over K.J. Wright. But Wright... He's no, he's not some crappy linebacker. 20 points, 20 points, 25, 20. I mean, he's broken 24 times. He would just have to go out there on the Niners, which he could, get double-digit tackles, and then he'd just need one big defensive touchdown, and that might give him a shot. You know, I mean, it it is possible. It's very tough. You know, Austin has – I'd rather be in Austin's shoes at this point. It's going to be hard to see him have to break nearly 50 points to get up there or 48 points to try to beat Austin. But it, it's it's a, it's sad because Christian's team had played so well, and he should be looking at a six-game winning streak because he's probably going to outscore everyone else in the league with the exception of his opponent this week. As I scroll through, yeah, even Jacob. You know, Christian's only two points away from Jacob. who's 164 and the highest-scoring team, and but not for much longer because now Austin, I think he was Austin was only down by 20 to 30, and he's going to outscore him by uh, over 40. So this might put Austin back in front for the President's Trophy. And uh, whether or not Christian passes him, that's regardless. He's still going to jump in front for the point total, which Austin's never won. That's one trophy he's never got, total points, President's Trophy. Who else had a really big performance on this Sunday? The Steelers, 47 points. I never would have thought that against the Rams. I thought the Rams would win that. I thought that might be a 24-20 game, Um, both offenses moving the ball. But – both defenses are actually the thing that moved the ball. Neither offense looked really spectacular, really did much with it. 
but 47 points for the Steelers. Incredible play for Christian. That was very courageous to play. I wouldn't have played them. Regardless if I'm a Rams fan, if I had the Steelers, I wouldn't have played them against the Niners. I wouldn't play them against the Seahawks, and I wouldn't play them against the Rams. And he did today, and it rewarded him with a big point performance. Even if Christian goes on to lose this, he's putting up such massive points that that could be the difference when it comes to tiebreaker time, when it comes to playoffs. So don't you even in the losses, you want to score the points. So, yeah, those are a couple guys. Darius Leonard, as we said, 45 points. Huge game. Cobb, the big Sunday night game. Diggs disappeared, only seven points, which was kind of a shocker. With no Thielen, I would have thought, you know, okay, Diggs will get, like I said, 20-plus points tonight and make this uh, Monday night game a little more uh, – what is the word? Have a little more on the line for more of us besides just a few games. Another game that has a lot riding on tomorrow night we talked about – is Jose versus Dino Dan. Dino Dan has 135. He is he does have a pretty big lead, 70 plus points. We know that uh, Dino Dan. I agree with Dino though. If I had to be in a position right now, you don't like to be losing by that much. I would rather have Jose's team at this time, just because of the fact. And yeah, Jose, I know it does. I didn't think that. I don't. You can't. You don't want to beat yourself up for making your gut choice. And that was, you're not going to listen to your wife. <laughs> you didn't listen to Sarah. But sometimes, you know, it's if he had had a bad game, what are you going to blame, Sarah? So um, she was right. Play Dak. But the Vikings D has been pretty good. Now, I know it's not in Minnesota, but I still think the Vikings defense would have been good enough. Now you're playing Russell Wilson against one of the top defenses, but it's prime time. It's Russell Wilson, for crying out loud. Uh, I like Dak at home more than Russell Wilson on the road. But what are you going to do? You're going to bench a guy that put up nearly 50 points for you last week? You could. And you could in this situation because you have Dak. You, when you have two quarterbacks like that, um, you might be able to do, get away with that. But I think with Russell Wilson, I mean, if you play Dak tonight, yeah, you'd be looking at just, hey, come on. Get me a, get me a good game for Chris Carson and Tyler Lockett. Both could go off for 20 you, or get one for 30 and one for you know 15, and you could have easily passed Dino Dan. But you got your quarterback, Russell Wilson. You got Chris Carson. You got Lockett. You got a lot on the line. You got three guys where you're just like, hey, man, I got a good chance to get either a rushing touchdown from Carson, from Wilson, or Lockett on a, maybe a punt return or a deep pass. Who knows? But you do have you have the, the, the capital to make up those points right there. It's, all eyes will be on tomorrow night's game. And this is a big one right now is Jose is in the playoffs if it started today. And Dino Dan is trying to get in that position. So, Jose, good luck. Um, two teams that mo- will probably be making moves at the trade deadline with so much action going on the trade deadline, which is this Wednesday at 12 p.m. So, I believe that's um, Wednesday, 11.59 a.m., then 12 p.m. at lunchtime. That's when the deadline is. Uh, trades can get done up to before then, and then the trades will be processed and go through to the following day. Oh, man. that I, Tomorrow night's going to have so much on the line. That game's on the line. You got – you got Eric and Nick. Now, if you look at it and you go, okay, Nick's got a two-point lead. He's got Emmanuel Sanders. But Eric's got the defense and the running back. Still, Sanders had 29 points last week against Arizona. Who's to say he can't do that against a Seahawk team that just gave up a truckload, over 50 points to Mike Evans the week before? Sanders can do it. Uh, Seattle's defense is not scary like it used to be. It's not dominant like it used to be. And they're on the road, which is even worse. So Sanders, Nick's going to want Sanders to go for 35 minimum because Coleman, he could disappear. If it turns out where Seattle scores, then Eric's Niners defense will go down. 
it'll be a shootout and Sanders will be involved. If it's the Niners defense playing really well, Sanders might have a good game, but not big enough to help him overcome two players. Uh, I would rather be in Eric's situation right now. Niners D. Let me go back. Coleman, yeah, Coleman disappeared too last week. Only five points against Arizona. That was a prime matchup. I thought he would go off on Thursday night. He did not do well. But all Eric needs from Coleman is, hey, go out there, get me double digits, whether it's 10, whether it's 15, because with the Niners D, I think I think he's got enough. He should Eric should win this, but we saw that on the Monday night game where he had Juju and he had Tyler Boyd and he only needed like 23 combined and none of them did that for him. You know, it, it was a, a heart-ripping uh, performance and so you're thinking Eric does not need that again. Nick's going, "Hey, Sanders, go out there and get me some mega points. Go have a monster game." And Nick's biggest thing, Nick's best way to win is if it's a shootout. Because and although technically the Niners could still give up 25 points or 30 points even. And if they're getting sacks and forcing turnovers and getting defensive touchdowns, you're still going to win because it, it, you can get defensive touchdowns and give up a lot of points. You'll lose a little bit, but you're still going to be in the 20s. So that has a lot on the line. That is two teams as well. Nick has to win out, basically. It's going to be so hard for Nick. at, at two. He's got to get to 6-7, and seven, and he's got to have a lot of guys. He's got to have – Let's if you look at the standings – he can't pass Jacob. If Austin goes on to win this, he can't pass Austin. So there's two playoff spots. Someone's going to win the East. That's three playoff spots regardless of the record. You got my team that's seven wins. He can't pass me. That's four playoff spot. And Christian, if he loses at five. So he's got, he gets to play Christian as well. And he gets to play Dino Dan, who could get to five wins if he beats Jose. So Nick is mathematically still in it. Nick has to beat everyone in front of him which will actually keep them from reaching seven wins. If Christian loses today, if Christian loses to Nick in two weeks when he plays him, and keep Christian at six and seven, he plays Dino Dan, keep him at six and seven. Hope everyone in the East keeps beating themselves up. He's got a shot. He has a shot. It's a very long shot. Eric has a better chance at three and six because he's one win over Nick. If he beats Nick here, this will eliminate Nick mathematically. He will be done, and that'll get Eric right back in it at four and six. Matt uh, Rotherham's going to lose to Jacob. He'll be four and six. Eric's biggest thing is he's begging for Fred Warner, the Niners, to have a big game because if I beat Brian, he'll be four and six, and Eric will be right there with the member. Eric's two and one in division play, while Brian is three and zero oh in division play. So Brian's got that lead, but if they're both tie. Eric knows on the schedule he has to play Brian again, and a win over Brian would would mean they split the season series. They would be now both three and one division play, and it would come down to the last two division games for both of them. So th- there's so much riding on tomorrow night's game. We know it comes from you know it's everything the Thursday night, the Sunday night, but everything's building up to, to Monday night football, and it's a, a game that should be great. Now the worst thing we can have now, except for Eric, but the worst thing is if we go out and see Seattle, you know, get a 10-7 win or a 14-10 win for the Niners, something like that. Even if the Niners win. You don't want to see – you're hoping that there's some kind of fireworks. I know Jose is. He's got so much invested in the Seahawks offense. Let's look. What else is is on the line? Is Steve – Steve's on the line. You know, Jose uh, – Eric's uh, – I'm sorry, Eric. Elijah, the other E name. Elijah's maxed out at 138. He needs 38, and he's got Brita, and he's got Garoppolo. So he could get it done. You know, and regardless – Henry. Henry had a huge game, 37 points against the Chiefs. And like I said, I originally, when I had Henry, 
I was looking on the schedule, and I was not going to play him last week against Carolina, right? And he did go off, so he would have been on my bench to get 24. The only game I planned on playing, I wasn't going to play him against Tampa Bay, which I didn't. Played him against the Chargers, but against Tampa, they have a solid run defense. Carolina, I said, no way. I would have missed out on 24. And the Chiefs, this was the only game because the Casey's run defense is so bad, I thought I would play Henry. But I made the deal. I don't regret it because I might have not played him still today with Samuels playing. That's what killed me. Jalen Samuels, man, he went from 19 last week to he had seven targets. They only caught three of them. He was awful. Uh, didn't get anything going in the run game. Neither Steeler running back did. They've been terrible uh, since Connor left. But I think it's a lot of the O-line. There's no holes. The offensive line's playing terrible. There's no holes to run through. David Johnson, he did nothing for Elijah. Winston, once again, Winston had a really solid performance. So it's going to come down. Tomorrow night we'll come down to another game. Steve has a chance. He's in it in his division. A win, and Steve can have a win by Steve, a win by Eric, and a loss by Brian, and we have a loss by Matt already. We have a four-way tie at, at four and six in that division. That... Regardless of record, I'm really hoping for a cluster mess like that. I'm hoping the last three games with all division games will just be a whirlwind of excitement. It'll be, oh my gosh, this game matters so much this week. Then the next week, every game will matter in that division. And the division that was just like, okay, uh, whoever wins that is going to come out with the three seed. You might get a wild card out of it. it. It depends. It depends on the last three. You might have someone come out of that still at seven and six, but possibly six and seven um, but with Jose I'd have you'd have to see Jose lose all of his last four or uh, three of his last four because he's already at five wins so that's tough Christian will be at five wins Dino Dan will be if he pulls out the win over Jose he'll be at five wins so it's hard when you look at four teams at four and six to assume one of them will get the wild card that doesn't win the division when you have already have that I just said um, three teams with five wins they, are, they, they already have a game up on all of them. Some of them are higher in scoring as well. So I think that division might come down to the winner of the division will be the only team to make the playoffs possibly, but they will get a three seed. So they will play the, the, the lowest record team in there, even though they might have a lower record. But it doesn't matter. The playoffs just get in. We could see some big trades in the next two days, and that could, could say, hey, uh, a team that's four and six now – gets a huge superstar or a really good player, you throw the records out because now it's basically they're starting over. They're going, hey, I'm four and six, but I got three division games, and if I go three and zero or two and one, I might win that division. On paper, going into the playoffs, you might be like, oh man, look at this guy. He finished the season with five wins or six wins. Oh, I got this. I, you know, I I have eight, I or I have nine or whatever, and then lose in the first round because they they got they're a different team now with the, the a few trades done. So. There's still so much to decide to figure out who is. I mean, right now, Jacob looks so good. Austin Austin looks even scarier than Jacob now. Uh, but, of course, Jacob had the – he had the Patriots defense take the week off. And then what do they do? He gets the Ravens who play the Bengals, and he goes off for 35. So Jacob's always one step ahead of the bread line, two steps ahead of the sword. If you know the answer to that, uh, what that's from and what that is, go ahead and text me if you listen to this podcast. Uh, the first one with the correct answer – um, I don't know. Maybe I'll give you an extra draft pick. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not even going to give a clue. I was going to give a clue, but, no, I'm not even going to do that. So, and the other game, we covered my game. Going into the this, it'll, it'll come down to basically two defensive players. 
Who had good performance? Lamar Jackson. Oh, my gosh. I was watching that game this morning before we uh, left to go to Legoland, drive out here. And that run, that run was such a thing of beauty. It was that juke, man. He froze that Bengal defender. And then that 360 around the linebacker and other safety. Man, he is so fun to watch. He is so good. You know what's craziest, too, is I was – there was no decision this week. I was like, no, I know Kyler Murray's going against the Bucks. One of the worst passing defense. If it's in Arizona, I might have been tempted to play him because uh, I like Kyler Murray more. But I was just like, no, dude, you got to go play smart. The last time Jackson played the Bengals, he rushed for over 100 yards, and I couldn't pass up on that chance. And also he had one of his highest outings at 37 points. What's funny is though I played Kyler Murray that week because they were at home against Atlanta. Kyler Murray had 37 points. So, you know, you could say either decision was the right one. I got the right – either way, they come out tie. So this week, Jackson goes against the, the Bengals again, same as he did in week six, and he goes out and gets 35 points. Now, he could have had 55, but the Bengals could not put up any kind of offensive performance to try to balance it to where J- Jackson had to stay in. Jackson got pulled in the, late in the third, which was very disappointing. I was like, dude, the guy can easily keep going and throwing a run and maybe get a bonus, and he didn't. Um, but he had 35 and I was like, oh, okay, I made the right choice. You know, Kyler Murray will probably get 25. Kyler Murray goes out and has the exact same thing again, same thing. So when Lamar Jackson plays the Bengals, Kyler Murray's had two great matchups as well. And I guess it didn't matter who I played because they both had 35. So you can't lose and you can't win when those two. And then the next week, they'll both have a tough matchup and I don't know who to play. But who else had a big game for, oh, for Brian? Michael Thomas, 33 points. That was a crazy game. How on earth? I mean, how on earth did the Saints, what were they, 7-1, 8-1, I think 8-1? How did they lose to the Atlanta Falcons, who had one win all year? I didn't see much of the game because I was on the road uh, the whole second half, but I, I could not believe that. I could not believe that the, the, the Falcons' defense learned how to play defense when they had given up, as we just talked about, Kyler Murray threw all over them. How could Drew Brees not throw all over them? I know, Dino Dan, you, got, you guys saw some of the game because you guys were sending texts. But it's just I just can't believe that it was so bad and that they got they picked up the victory. Oh, great game for uh, Josh Allen too. Two rushing touchdowns that balanced it because Josh Allen that's a season high twenty seven points, so that really helped Bryant uh, stay close because when Lamar Jackson looked like he was going off for thirty plus and it was a runaway, I didn't know what Allen was at, but I was like, oh, you know, Allen he averages about nineteen, so that'll be a big almost twenty point uh, bonus for me. And then I see the score, and it's like, no, Jackson didn't even get a 10-point bonus. Uh, Allen had such a good performance there. So Allen and My- Michael Thomas, really good performances. Kelsey, coming back to the Kelsey tight end that we expected, he had a really big game in a Titans victory. As we saw Henry run all over him, no shock there. Shock, shockner. No shocker there. Uh, great game for Henry. But a shocking win for the Titans. That block at the end was amazing to keep the Chiefs from from even attempting a tying field goal. So that's what I'm saying. With the Titans, how do you get that? And then you see some of the other performances where you're like, what? They'll go play another team, you know, and they're just a complete stinker and they lay an egg and lose. And then here they are playing one of the best offenses in football and they do just what they need to pick up a victory. So if you had a Titan, you know, Tannehill played well. I don't think anyone's rostering him now. Uh, Derrick Henry played well. Uh, the, whoever played the Titans defense, I thought – let me see if I can go through here and find. Did someone play the Titans D? I thought someone did. Nope. Nobody played the Titans D. 
that's a bit of a shocker there. Anyways, yeah, big game there. Another shocker win right there. Let's see. We got Steve and Elijah. We talked about Steve, Jimmy G. Jimmy G needs to have a really big game. I hope he does. I hope he does for Steve's sake. 36, if, if Jimmy G can do what he did last week, he's going to beat Elijah easily, easily. If he can go out there and do 36 points. Against Arizona, he had to. And I think against Seattle, he'll have to. As much as Eric might not want it because of the Niners' defense, Niners can still put up some defensive numbers if they can get some turnovers. Uh, we'll see what happens with the defense company. Matt, he's done. He's got nothing else. Only 113. Matt's team has been super hot at weeks and high scoring. I guess Matt's team goes as Mike Evans goes. Because when Mike Evans, even in a loss, Matt usually gets 145, 150. When Mike Evans, Mike Evans had 42 points last week. 47 points the week before, 21 at before the bye. I mean, he was – and then a 50 against the Giants. But when he goes for a zero and this week 12, Matt loses. So I think Mike Evans kind of carries the uh, team for Matt, if you would say. 35 points for the Ravens Z. We talked about that for Jacob. Devontae Adams, welcome back. 23 points in the win, in the snow. That was such a beautiful game to watch towards the end right there in the snow. Dalvin Cook, 30 points in the big Sunday night game. We knew he would do that. Like I said, he's the number one pick right now next year, barring some kind of injury or something else out of the blue. We don't know. But whoever has the first pick in the draft next year, it's going to be Dalvin Cook, unless you just are like a diehard, unless it's Austin. And he's like, forget this. I want Amari Cooper, you know, because Cooper will be available if he wants, you know, somebody like that. But for the most part, I'm thinking I'd be shocked if Cook is not the number one pick next season. Even if, even in a disappointing, I mean, Matt's quarterback, Baker Mayfield, finally did pretty well again, 19 points, and he outdid Hoyer. Hoyer was, oh, that made me so mad. Hoyer was so awful, so awful. Game losing, I mean, his decisions were just terrible, and I was, I expected so much more against that Dolphins defense, and it's like, man, you gotta put, you gotta score when you're in the red zone. You gotta score in those situations with the game on the line. You're there, Hoyer, to do situations to keep the Colts. They had a shot to still win that division. And the Texans are on a bye. Now the Texans will be back next week against uh, – who do they play? They play a good team. Ah, oh, why is it escaping me? I think they play the Ravens. Yeah, that'll be fun. I wish that was on Sunday Night Football. Not the Rams and Bears. They should have flexed that game out. You know, the Rams are 5-4, and four, but their offense is not what it was, so they don't see – their defense is really well. The Bears, oh, my goodness. Didn't they pull Trubisky? No, I think he stayed in. That Yeah, Trubisky stayed in, but, oh, I hope it's not a stinker. You know, regardless of the outcome, I hope it's not a stinker. I would definitely rather see the Texans and the um, Texans and Ravens next week on primetime. But that game is over, so there's nothing there. Christian needs a miracle, or that game is over. Most likely, Austin picks up the win. Jose does not need a miracle. He just needs Wilson, Carson, and Lockett to all get. I mean, if Wilson goes for 30, he just needs Carson or Lockett to get a combo of 20, 25 each or so. That's so easily possible. It, the problem is it's a pretty good Niner defense in San Francisco and that's what Eric's counting on as it's a two-point game with him so there is one two late I mean very 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 desperate almost impossible for uh KJ Wright to do it for Christian maybe three but I'm not gonna really I'll leave that out of the category three for sure with Steve as he's down by 38 to Elijah and 100% four I think the two tightest games will be Brian and myself coming down to our defensive player each and Nick and Eric. And, of course, 
the Battle of Cyprus versus Kennedy, Dino Dan against Jose, who are both actively searching for players. If you want to make a deal, if after this Monday night, your team, you feel like you're done, Steve, you don't pull it out, I don't know. Remember, under contract leagues, sometimes we won't see players traded because you got to look at next year and go, am I going to trade this guy? Am I, is there something available next year that's better than this? Is it an upgrade? If you get multiple picks, probably. Because sometimes you want to have a better team. Like I said with Dino Dan, he has he has a very good solid team. And there's been times this year that he's played the wrong guy and it might have cost him a loss. But he has the roster to fill potential. Jose, his team as well. Steve at times as well. Um, so you want to have a really good team as opposed to maybe just two or three. And I don't even know what the heck it is a great player anymore. I mean, we know what it is. Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey. Zeke still is. Zeke just had one day, bad day. But, yeah, it's it's hard. There is no guarantee. Even when you think there's a guarantee, there is no guarantee. I, Drew Brees and the Saints are proof of that. I thought Brees would go off for uh, 35 fantasy points for sure. I would have played him if I had him. Not over Lamar Jackson. That that's There's a sure thing right there against the Bengals. But we have three really intense games. No, four. Four games up for grabs out of the six tomorrow. And a, a miracle for Christian if he could pull that out. But very entertaining game. Disappointed that the Cowboys lost. I was pulling for the Cowboys. I really, I don't think the Rams are going to do it. I don't think the Cowboys are going to do it now. I think uh, in the NFC, it looks like it's the Packers. If they get their run game going. The Saints, uh, even with the loss today, I think they're pretty solid. The Vikings, showing it right now. with They can get the pass and run. And without a doubt... The Niners. Um, I think the Niners have a chance to go to nine and zero and just look so good and so scary because they are they have both sides of the ball. I want to see Jimmy G do it more than just against a bad defense or once in a while. I want to see him do it um, consistently. Like tomorrow, he puts up a good game tomorrow as well um, because we know he can get wins. There's been times where they get wins and he didn't do anything. The Redskins. Now that was terrible weather, so I don't put that all on him. But there's been games week one against the Bucks and the Bucks defense is awful. He didn't do anything. You know, there's been several games where he didn't do anything. He just kind of manages the game, and the run game gets it done, and that's fine. But you want to see, just like in the playoffs where Goff, the run game was taken away against the Saints, Goff did step up. Goff did have a very good second half against the Saints, regardless of what any Niner haters say. He threw for nearly 200 yards, if not a little under that, or at 200 against the Saints in that second half last year. Uh, Played really well, kept the Rams in it. I want to see Goff do that. When the playoffs come and they're going to be in the playoffs and um when i see that then i'll be like you know what i have 100 i know jimmy g can get it done that's why brady wanted him out of new england because uh belichick knew he can get it done and i believe they could have won a super bowl with them i like shanahan i think shanahan can win a super bowl so i'm not shocked if jimmy g wins it but i'd like to see it more where he gets a little more involved in the offense um get out to a big lead see them lean on him more than just the run game like last week, he did well, but that was a bad defensive matchup. Seahawks are not great defensively, but still, they're better than Arizona. So that is it with our podcast. Uh, like I said, I'm at Legoland. I'm trying to think, is there anything else to talk about? Trade deadline, like I said, is coming up Wednesday. I expect a lot. Mm-hmm. I can't say. I've only heard a hand. There have been at least three people have talked to me about um, looking to make trades. Uh, I know. I've already mentioned a few of them. If you want to make a trade, put it out there. Put it out in the group text. Brian did. You know, I I attempted for several things with Brian, and and he never – he did respond. 
I we might have had a deal get done and it didn't. So I don't know if he maybe he's waiting to see if he beats me this week. And after this week, he can decide, hey, I got the win. He's going for it for the division. Screw it. He's not trading it. If he loses, he might go, you know what? I'm done. Let's make a deal. Uh and he'll just set up for oh, – who knows? We'll wait and see. He does have the longest streak and the only guy to, in league's history to have made the playoffs every year. Um, and that's a minimum of, what, five seasons? He's been in it for seven. So he's made it seven seasons. This is his eighth. So, yeah, we'll see what he can continue to do. If he makes a trade, um, there's a lot of guys out there. And, and don't get frustrated. You won't see the uh, the trade, you know. I don't know. I haven't seen too many go through, or anyone ask me or talk to me about too many. But you're not going to see the days where you know it used to be. I know our old trade system. Sometimes it would be, you know, I made a trade where I sent a first and a third and another player, and I got Beckham and T. Y. Hilton, you know, at the de- trade deadline. You won't see trades like that too often. You some can fit, but like with me, I couldn't go trade right now if I wanted to get Antonio Brown. Or not Antonio Brown, um, Julio Jones, because he's got a Juju Smith Schuster. He's got a four-year contract. I can't fit it, so you would have to send someone back. So sometimes you're like, well, I'm not going to send a good guy back with one year just to get another guy who has potential down the line, and you know, is it really helping me? So it's almost like the pros. It's almost like, and it could be frustrating, I guess, for some people, but it's a system where I think it keeps teams balanced, and it will keep teams that are really good, like Jacobs still a elite team he can make a trade and get better or he can stay pat and he doesn't have to worry about an, uh, a super team being built in one minute and you know in one one trade now all of a sudden it's a super team so i expect to see a couple big names possibly traded if nothing gets done like the real nfl trade deadline i'd be shocked i would 100% shocked and i'm actively possibly trading someone as well i know i have a couple guys up no barkley's not up for trade not that anyone wants him the way he's playing now but he he's he's on a four-year deal uh i plan on keeping him at least for the next three kyler murray's not going anywhere i'm just i'll tell you my guys who are off the table if you do approach me for a trade saquon barkley's off the table lamar jackson is off the table i did almost trade him to one guy um, back when I looked at the schedule, I was like, you know what? I like Carla Murray. I'll ride him out to the end. I, whether I win or die, win or lose it all, I don't care. I'll just ride Kyler Murray out, and I'll enjoy every minute of it. And the person didn't want to do it. They, you know, they felt like, hey, I can go pick up another quarterback and stream him. You know, it was they didn't need it. Um, I don't think you can stream a quarterback. Maybe one week you can get a lucky week, like like Nick picked up Daniel Jones and he had a really good game today. But week in and week out, you're not going to get pick up someone like Lamar Jackson I mean the guy after this game he's going to be number two I think in fantasy I think if you had the draft right now and you're drafting just specifically quarterback position who would you take over Lamar Jackson Patrick Mahomes you could but even he's not going to rush as much in our league with that five point bonus for 100 yard rushing and Lamar Jackson makes it look so easy getting the 100 yards and you throw in fact that he rushes for almost as many touchdowns as he does not almost but nearly as passing it's. I think Lamar Jackson should be number one. Uh, maybe maybe Mahomes. Deshaun Watson, there you go. Uh, I might take Deshaun Watson. I love Deshaun Watson. Um, so I might take D- Deshaun Watson over Lamar Jackson. But you got Mahomes, Jackson, and Watson. So a little shock there. But that was earlier in the season. As of now, I plan no plans on trading him, Kyler Murray, or Saquon Barkley. Um Probably, I would think Chris Godwin as well. I might put a contract on him at the end of the year for next season. I really like Godwin, and I think in that offense, 
I mean, he's going to finish the season with over 100 catches. You don't get receivers like that, him and Evans, so I don't plan on trading him. But everyone else that I did not mention, if you want to make a deal, it's you got to make it good. And I'm looking for draft picks. You know, if you want to send a, a solid running back or a solid receiver. Actually, I'm set at receiver. I don't need that. If you want to send a solid running back, I would trade anyone else on my roster that I did not mention. Um, but I'm looking for draft picks, just like most of us probably are. Some might be looking for players, and they'll give up draft picks. So we'll see if any trades get done. Um, I will have a podcast for Tuesday as well. I'll make one from Legoland. Maybe uh, I'll maybe I'll make one before tomorrow night's game. Um, when I'm sitting poolside, when Samuel and Noah are swimming, <laughs> uh, so you can hear the water. You know, I just always think that that might be fun. So have a good time tomorrow. Enjoy your Veterans Day. If you see a veteran, thank him. Um, thank you for. I don't know if anyone served in the military in our league. Um, but yeah, you know, um, Cindy's brother, he's in the Navy. Uh, so, and he's, he's serving right now going on with stuff. And I, I believe Afghanistan, I'm not hundred percent sure, but yeah, have a good day. Enjoy it. If you're barbecuing, spending time with family and friends, uh, football is back or not back. Football is the best. Let's enjoy the Monday night game. Good luck to all you Niner fans. We don't have any Seahawk fans in our division. I'm hoping for a Niner victory because like I said, not only because I like to see him go to 9 0, uh, and I hate the Seahawks, it only helps the Rams. We're trying to get that wild card spot. We're not winning the division, so you might as well have the Niners win. So enjoy your day. Have a good day, and I will talk to you the next day, guys. See ya.